Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast, everybody. This is Bob Shoneman alongside with Pete Robertson. Hello, hello, hello. And we have a very special guest today, Pete. Who? You may know her. I do? Yeah, I think you do. Her name is Christine Robertson. What? Have you met? Oh my gosh, Christine's in the house today. We are so honored to have our full-time executive producer as a guest on the show today. Yes. This is awesome. Hi, Christine. Hi. So you're like on video and everything. So I know, like, I'm nervous. So we've had 51 shows now, and on 50 of them, she's been on 49 of them. Yeah. And but she's <laughs> and she's been listening, and she's given us her two cents here and there in the background. But she's actually never been on the show in video, video. form and like this. And so what? This is world? awesome. Full yeah. color. Here I am. And she's much better looking than you are, Pete. Yes, she is. She's just stunning and beautiful and. <laughs> You know, when I take a picture with her, I was like, man, I look good, but it's not because I look good. Right. I look it's good. the overflow. I look good because she <laughs> shines so brightly. Amen. Oh, and you're then, making me blush. That's okay. I that's do that. That's awesome. Welcome to the show, Christine. I am honored to actually be on it physically. Well, it's, Hello, everybody. It's fitting because today we're talking about wives submitting to their husbands. Right? So for- <laughs> So she didn't have a choice, honestly. Wait, so would this be the submission part? Wow. Uh, maybe. maybe. I didn't we, ask you nicely. Maybe we are going back to the Dark Ages. Uh, we'll talk about that no, later. we won't. So it's November. Can you believe that? November 2021 is here. So we just had a big weekend. Pete, what horror movies did you go see last weekend? And what did you dress up for for Halloween? That's what I want to talk about. If you're listening to this and you didn't listen to last week, last week was on horror movies. And uh, it's kind of funny. So what did I dress up as? Uh, a Big Mac. I dressed up as a Big Mac. That's awesome. Yeah. So were you were you fries? I would or were you a shake? <laughs> <laughs> if anybody hasn't listened to this before, my actual first name is Mac after my dad, but I go by Pete. So a lot of people call me Mac Daddy. Mac, my except wife for me. Daddy. Yeah. You're my Mac Daddy. My wife Aww, calls me Mac Daddy. That's so sweet. Yeah. Whatever. What? <laughs> No, we didn't do anything like that. So last week we, we were talking about horror movies, and yeah. this week we're going to jump back into the Bible, which is probably a good thing to do. Yeah. Not that we didn't last week, because no. we did. We gave lots yeah. of references, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that show. If you didn't hear it, could back up yeah. episode 51, check yep. it out, and uh, hope hope that you are blessed by that. But episode 52, you know what that means, Pete? What? We've been doing this for a year. A yep. year. A year, because we have not missed a week. No. Nope. Um, you know, we've, we've taken some breaks that we don't tell people about when we record double shows we've been Um, very faithful but we've been very faithful we've got a show a week out and this is number 52 unbelievable i you know i don't know well i i just love like i got a text from a friend of mine just saying how much the show's blessed them um we have some this lady that just listens and she says that she's been blessed by it uh maria shout out to you so if you're listening she's my girl you listen every week and we know that and and we're just we're um just blown away about how God has used this and and um we're excited. We love doing this. It's it's one of those we love to laugh. We love to just make fun of each other, but at the same time it's like we have a passion about getting God's truth out there. And just like perfect per- per- uh, I can't even speak. Perfect example. So last week's show was on the horror movies. Well, that's relevant because a lot of our friends watch horror movies. 
And a lot of Christians around the world watch horror movies. And so it's relevant, and this is what Riot Podcast is about, is to bring truth to relevant topics, things that are happening in the world or things that are affecting our daily lives, and, and to bring truth or bring light to that situation. And so we brought light to should Christians watch horror movies. And if you didn't listen to last week and you're interested, go back, watch episode 51, and then we'll kind of walk through some seven arguments that we have on it but that's kind of what we do and so it's exciting that's so like fun. and that's what we're going to do today so we're at, we're going through the book of colossians and so today we're kind of getting into uh chapter three and we're going to ver- do i think it was verse 18 i don't forget 18, 18 through 21 yeah and and but it comes up on it, it's like oh do we have to talk about husbands <laughs> or wives submitting to your husbands and we're like oh jesus one of those you know kind of things but we we thought it would be best to bring a woman on Give her a perspective. I think that's, that's wise. Yeah. I think that's very wise. Pete, you, you were talking about somebody encouraging you, <clears throat> sending you pictures, and it made me think of something. If you guys, you know what I would like? What? I would love to see pictures of where you watch the Riot Podcast. Oh, wow. So I know some people, they have Apple CarPlay, and they watch it in their car. Some people do it on their, they do walks, or uh, they may, they watch it at their desk or whatever. But you know what would be cool? If they took a picture of kind of themselves watching or listening to the Riot Podcast and posted that on our Facebook page. What's the, the coolest place the, you ever watch, listen to it? You um, always do it on a walk. But yeah, I'm usually in a walk else? at the lake. Um yeah, there's a, there's a dock at the lake. I listen to it in the car. Yeah. So that's cool because if you have Apple Play, yeah. it, it pops up our cute little pictures. Kind of yeah. like, well, you can't see me if, yeah. unless you're on YouTube. Yeah. But it'll pop up the little icon for, yeah. for the podcast. So you know what would be cool? Somebody took a picture of that and posted yeah. it on our Facebook page. Yeah. That yeah. would encourage me. That would be awesome. That would be do. really cool. And how do they find us on <clears throat> Facebook, Bob? It's the Riot Podcast on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, and we're not really that hard to find. And if you, there, there are a couple other riots, so make sure you see uh, our our beautiful funny looking cartoon faces uh, if you don't see that then that's not the right yeah, if one. they went if they just typed in google youtube riot podcast yeah they'll find Boom. us right away there yeah, it pops up right away or watch the riot yeah. i think you or can. if you download if you go to that you'll find us right away yeah it? it's easy we're yeah. not hiding we're yeah. not hiding you'll find us we're pretty much branded yeah but well, i'm just christine what about you where's the the strangest place you've listened to um i get us? the strangest place but or, he gets the best place or right. either one or either one <laughs> I was sitting in a bubble bath. Yeah. Um, Can you think of one? On the beach. You have, huh? Nice. Have. Yeah. So f- In the happy spot on the beach. What's your happy spot? The beach. The beach? Yeah. What part? On the sand. On the sand? Technically, it's in the water, but I know you don't like going in the water, so it's Aww. on the beach. Have I told you why I don't like going in the water? You're afraid of sharks? No. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I am a little bit. I mean, come on. Really? No, Florida, but yes. That's yeah. true. Florida, stingrays. Florida is the number one thing. But no, the reason why is I've been jellyfished before and stingrayed before. Oh, uh, those are worse than sharks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm not You've a fan. Jellyfished. And so I, I have PTSD going into stinking water. <laughs> but my wife is like, I'm going all the way out there. And so whatever. That's just me. So now you guys know a little bit more about me. You know. Oh, big old scary Pete's afraid of a little tiny jellyfish. I am very afraid. They of hurt. A little... They hurt a lot. Yes. Yeah. I have had it happen, and it is not fun. Anybody that had it happen can relate, but most of those people that are listening are like, suck it up, go back in. Right. Like, That's not me. That's not you. I'm a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a well, well maybe, maybe we can get your wife to pray for you. Yeah. Well, with that, should we have her open us in prayer? Let's do it. You know what? 
Christine, would you like to open us in prayer? Sure. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Father God, we just thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for um, just all the listeners that listen to us each week. Lord, in their faithfulness, Lord, I pray that your word would just continue to be um, spread forth through this podcast. Lord, that your truth um, would prevail in the lives of those listeners listening today, Father. Give us the words. Give us the wisdom. Um, May we be set aside and you glorified today in this. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Love it. Awesome. Well, you want to let's just jump into the show, guys. All right. All right. So our opening statement today is, I think it's safe to say that there is something wrong in many homes today. Really? There are many. Yeah, really. Okay. There are many statistics out there that, that you guys hear it all the time. But in America, there are more broken homes today than ever before. Mm. Single parent families are on the increase. Over half of all mothers are now forced to work and not able to spend as much time with their kids as needed. The average American child from six to sixteen. This just, just baffles me. It's scary, right? From 6 to 16, watches about 30 to 40 hours of TV or video a week. And uh, I, I have a 10-year-old, and I can tell you it's more video than TV. They, they're addicted to that little device. And it greatly influences what they see. The first institution of God founded on earth was the home. Mm. You can read about that in Genesis 2, 18 through 25. The saying goes, as the home goes, so goes society and the nation. Centuries ago, Confucius said, the strength of a, of a nation is derived by the integrity of its homes. One of the greatest things we can do as individuals is help build a godly Christian home. Today, in our reading, we will see Paul address the various members of the family, as well as point out the factors that make for a strong and godly home. Yeah, I think, I mean, the, the title of today is, What Does a Healthy Family Look Like? And I think the biggest thing for us is we um, we deal, Bob, you and I and Christine, we deal with families all the time. And we know that the families are struggling at times. We know that, um, especially the ones that do not make Jesus as their center. Um, we'll see, you know, dysfunction within the family. That's, that's almost, un, that is unhealthy. We'll see the kids that are a little bit more destructive or not controlled. They're out of control, more or less. Um, And we're going to try to explain how to help uh, get it balanced. That's that's our goal. We're going to try to do our best in a a very brief time. This is not an inductive Bible study in a way that we're going to go, you know, five points and all that. We're going to do a brief overview bird's eye view so to speak but just kind of share the best we can of how to help bring balance and why there's uh, you know why there's destructive and i think um paul kind of goes into that in, in colossians 3 18 through 21 so christine why don't you go ahead and read that and let's just break this down the best we can all right Colossians 3, 18 through 21 says, Wives, submit to your husband as it is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, always obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. You know, I, I, went, I went right to uh, children, always obey your parents. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't catch that before. Always. We like to share this verse with our with our daughter. Always, yeah. it says. So that so does that, so that mean like like I have to honor my parents or respect my parents' wishes when they're when I'm old? 
Um, it says always. And, it does. And I looked up always. You know what it means? Always. always. Yeah. Continuously. You nailed yeah. it. You nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Always means always. All right. So what are we going to talk about? The first way we can help build healthy homes is for husbands to lead their families spiritually and wives to do what is necessary to help them lead and balance them out. All right. So we'll break that down. So let's go into <laughs> verse 18. Wives, submit to your husbands as fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. So the statement here is Paul did not address the wives first because they were the neediest. The gospel radically changed the position of women in the Roman world. It gave them a new freedom and stature that some of them were unable to handle. And for this reason, Paul admonished them. So let's we're going to break that down. So the the word submission. Let's just do that real quick and then we'll get into the discussion. So the word submission here is, is the word is not referencing slavery or, or, or subjugation. The word comes from military vocabulary and simply means to arrange under rank. It only means they have different ranks, meaning the wives. Um, so let's just talk about that. So submission, Christine, you're on the show. You're, you're here to talk about submission. You're here to help ladies understand uh, kind of what that looks like. Um, maybe we can use uh, communication as something to help balance. And so let me, before I even let, before you talk, okay, let me set this up. <laughs> <laughs> let me set this up. So husbands and wife, if you do not have this in balance, there's going to be problems in the marriage. If this is not understood, how this looks and is not operating the way it's supposed to, there is going to be issues within the marriage. And so, and it's not talking about husbands um, having to lead their wives in more or less a physical way or a or that way, this is really talking spiritually. This is this is husbands spiritually leading your your wife. We're going to talk about that more. We're going to focus on a woman first, but wives submitting to your husband. And so, Christine, why don't you just share kind of your thoughts on that, and then we can have a discussion based off of that. Okay. Well, I looked up the word myself because you know I'm a woman. Good. Um, the Webster definition in uh, the second point comes the condition of being submissive, humble, or compliant, an act of submitting to the authority or control of another. Um, and then I kind of Googled a little bit more and I found what does submission mean in a relationship? Submission is an act that is expressed mutually and voluntarily. Being submissive helps us to be less self-centered and allows us to consider the desires of others. Submission has nothing to do with being weak, but allows us to be strong enough to open our hearts to others. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. Because um, Psalms 51.17 says, The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. So when we're, we're being submissive to the Lord, then in turn we're being submissive to others, a.k.a. my husband. So it, it allows me to understand that 
when I am being submissive to the Lord, when I am um, in his word and I am doing what he's asking me to do, I in turn submit to him as well as submit to you. But when I'm not, that's a different story. Yeah. So it's it's kind of go like this. And, I, and Paul, Bob, I talked about this earlier with you. It's kind of let's just talk about communication because communication breaks down within the home all the time. And one spouse is doing one thing and the other spouse is doing the other thing. And and communication is an issue. So so here's here's how communication and here's how the submissive should work within the household. So the communication is this. You you have to make a decision together. You every day when you guys get up or before you go to work or whatever, you're talking, you're talking about your day, you're talking about the kids, you're talking about what's affecting your life, what's the goods, the bads, so so forth. You're talking. And then there's also decision making. And as, as you're communicating about the decision making, what's next and so forth, the ultimate goal for a healthy, balanced marriage is that you would seek God in your decision making. And so the, the husband is, is seeking the Lord, the wife is seeking the Lord, and, and you're walking intimate with the Lord, and you're filled with the Holy Spirit of the Lord, and then you come together and you're talking about a decision that you're supposed to make. And so you're communicating that. That doesn't mean that the husband has the right way or it doesn't mean the wife has the right way. Both ways are right. Both ways are good. And you're communicating it and you're listening and you're hearing what God is saying and you're talking about your next steps. Well, ultimately what happens is, is somebody has to make the decision. And so in a marriage, the Bible says that there's a, there's a hierarchy, there's a way that it's set up, that Jesus is the, is the main focus, that every marriage is to submit to him, and then it comes to the husband, and then, and then the wife. And so ultimately, according to a spiritual home, that the husband is to respond, is to make the final decision after listening. And if you're a smart husband, you would listen to your wife because she is very wise and very good. And so, and so whatever that decision is, you make it. So let's just say, for instance, you make the decision and 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 all of a sudden you go and it's your the onus now is on your wife and your wife leaves and then all of a sudden she makes uh, she makes an, uh, an executive decision on the fly without communicating with the husband so you guys have already talked you already went through this and the wife is now doing something that's completely different because she felt that was the better thing at that time and she makes a decision and she does something that's a little bit different than what the husband knew so was that wife being submissive to the husband? What's the answer? No. 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 Because she was deciding to do something on her own. So what should have happened, okay, this is where the balance, this is where the marriage breaks down. What should have happened is she might have had a great idea. She might have had something that might have been even better. That's good. But she should have just said, hey, husband, what do you think about this? Just communicate, bring him in. And if the husband is being an idiot and not walking with the Lord, then he's going to be like, no, I told you you had to be this way. Or he can listen to what she is saying and that they can communicate and work it out in God's way. And then that they sit together and then now the wife goes and she does what she does. And now there's communication. Now it's within the proper submission. It's within the proper balance of the thing. What's happening with a lot of households is the, the women have their own identity. They're doing their own things. A lot of times they'll have their own bank accounts. They'll have their own whatever, their own, I got this. This is my t- this is my trip. This is my thing. And the guy's doing their thing. And there's no oneness. There's no communication. They're lacking that proper balance in the home. Thoughts? Well, I think, 
I think Paul has given us a, just a, a great blueprint for how to run a family. But the, the problem I see is people in the flesh will read the first five words of this and and freak out. You know, right? So women will say, "Wives, submit to your husbands," and they're hearing, I, "I'm less than," or "I'm not." You know. I'm, you know, I'm subservient to my husband. I'm not equal to my husband. And so they'll, in the flesh, they'll get defensive and hear that. And husbands in the flesh will hear that and be like, look, woman, you, you hear what Paul's saying here. You've got to listen to me. And that's not at all what it's saying. In fact, I think Paul, what Paul is saying here, uh, again, it's a perfect blueprint for a family, but it, it assumes that both parties are in a right relationship with Christ. Without both parties being in a right relationship with Christ, that's when this conflict comes in that you're talking about. So that that's that's what I see here. Yeah, and a, and again, if there's not balance here, I'm telling you, your whole marriage is going to have problems. Yep. If we do not understand this, there's if you really want to dissect your marriage, if you're listening to this and you're like, why do we always have this issue? Why are we always fighting over money? Why are we always fighting over this? Why are we always doing this? Right. If you want to dissect it, it's going to come back to this. It's going to come back to this. It's going to come back to you're not balanced spiritually. You're yeah. not walking in proper order. Yeah, and you use the term oneness. You're yeah. not you're not in oneness in whatever that thing is, whether right. it's finances, it's raising the kids, it's discipline, it's where we're going on vacation. If you're not if there's not a oneness there, you're it's going to be a struggle. If one spouse has one way, the other spouse has the other way and you're not communicating and you're not sacrificing for each other, then there's it's you're going to have an issue. I mean again, a spouse's responsibility, both spouses should be to serve the other spouse. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, you wake up in the morning, your focus should be, I need to serve my wife. You need to serve your husband, whatever <laughs> it is. I mean, that's that should be the mentality. That's true. You know, it's like my wife this morning, um, getting ready, we're waking up, she comes over and she just started scratching my back. No reason. She just started scratching my back. And you know how you just like, whoa, that feels really good. Yep. Well, she wanted to serve me. She wanted to bless me. She wanted to, to, to come alongside of me. Well, I got up and I went, I made her coffee. I made it exactly how she wanted. I, I got it done. I, I brought it to her. I presented it to her. I know exactly how she likes it. So I made it exactly that way. I didn't try to do it my way because I drink coffee differently. But I adjusted. I did that because I wanted to please her. And, and so that should be the mindset. I mean, how many, how many marriages are, are in balance where they're not set up that way? Christine, thoughts? Please, please. We've, you've heard from the two guys, right? True. Um, it it kind of brings us to Ephesians 5, 22 through 33. Okay. I'm not going to read it all, but the first portion of it. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spite, spot, or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. 
And then verse 31, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So when we get married, we're bonding together as one flesh. So if, again, if your submission to the Lord is on point and my submission to the Lord is on point, then there's going to be harmony in the household. There's going to be harmony in our relationships. There's going to be harmony with... Um, with our kids and our friends and our, our extended family. So when the communication between a husband and wife occurs and I have set aside my wants, my desires, my priorities unto the Lord's, then obviously my submission to the Lord is going to in turn be submissive to you, my husband, in what you ask me to do or your desire of me or dis decision making. We're not... We are two separate, completely different people, but our, our hearts are joined together through the Lord and through His Word. And when we're obeying Him, we're in this sense obeying each other as well. So Christine, what do you say to a woman that is listening that their husband is not saved or he's not walking by the Lord? He is not the spiritual leader. Are they still to submit to them? What do you say to that person? Essentially, yes. Why? Because it says that in First Peter three. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> uh, yes, First Peter three, um, one through four. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands. There's there's a repetitiveness going on here. Can okay. you see that? That even if some do not obey the word, which means they're not Christ followers, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives, when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Um, verse 4 says, Rather let it be hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible, incorruptible, hey, you sound me. like me, that's yeah, good. tongue-tied, beauty one. of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So... Again, if that woman is married to an unbelieving husband, she can win him over with her witness by her actions, by her conduct, by her gentle spirit, by the love of the Lord, because the perfect love of the Lord casts out fear and it brings people to repentance. Yeah, I mean, we're not saying uh, husband or wife. You know, if one, if you're in a marriage that's unequally yoked, as the Bible says, and one is following the Lord and the other is not following the Lord, we're, wife, if you're listening and you're in an abusive relationship, that's not what we're talking about. Nope. Not even close. I mean, that's something that's a whole different subject. You need to get help on that. Um, but we're talking about a loving relationship where one is, you know, you're going to church, the husband doesn't go to church, you're doing the best to follow the Lord, the husband is not understanding the choices that you make and the decisions that you make, and he just doesn't understand it. Um, your responsibility, though, is still to serve him and to love him and to be in proper order and alignment. So as Christine just said, so that you might be able to win him, as First Peter said, Um you know, 1 Corinthians fourteen forty says, but be sure that everything is done properly and in order. So in order. So what it's saying is God is a God of order. He did not have a chain of command. If he did not have a chain of command in society, there would be absolute chaos. This does not mean man is better than woman. It only means that man has the responsibility of headship and leadership in the home. And so if a man is, is wanting to be the leader of the home and he does not put Jesus first, 
then you're not really a leader of the home as the Bible says. Hmm. You are a leader in your own home. You're a leader in your own world, but you're not in submission properly unto God. And God is the ultimate authority in that home. And if you look at if you look at your home and you and you walk into your home, do people feel God's presence in your home right when they walk in? Because people would know. Is yeah. is your is, as it says in Jeremiah, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Is that your home? And and do people see that in your kids that they are walking with the Lord? If people examined your life, are they are they able to see that you know, husband, that you are loving your wife the way you should, that you are elevating her, and that you care about her needs, and that you're wa- washing her feet, so to speak. And wives, if they if 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 another wife came in, are they seeing you serve the husband the way that he is? Are they seeing you sacrifice, and are are you are you arguing with them? You know, women, wife, if you argue with your husband in in public, that is the most dishonorable, disrespectful thing that you can do for your husband. Anytime you argue in public, but you shouldn't, don't disagree in public, but stop. If you're going to talk about something, communicate something, go privately or go away. You know, that's kind of what it's saying. But it, there is a, God allowed there to be a, 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 a system set up um, according to the biblical standard, according to fear of God, with the husband as the lead and the wife through that. But the wife, from where I'm at, I my Christine has a lot more gifts in certain areas than I do. And so it would be foolish of me to think that I can achieve stuff at a high level when her giftings are in that. So I must it, the, submit to her and her wisdom and her knowledge in that situation. And then together we move forward. You know, and so that's that's something you need to understand is that it's not one way or the other. It's together. We're one and we're going. Bob, thoughts? Yeah, I, I think you said Jeremiah, but I think you meant Joshua. Yeah. Joshua twenty four fifteen. Yeah. I think. Um, the, the other thing that came to mind, you, you mentioned unequally yoked. We're talking about um, people that are already married. So if you're in a relationship that you're not married yet... <laughs> stop you know don't don't enter into that relationship uh, you're you're just creating havoc for yourself um get that situation taken care of first so those are my quick thoughts well and another thought that i had was as you were saying that is there should be no independent selfish independence in a marriage um no separate bank accounts there's a lot of christians out there that they have separate bank accounts mm. You, your wife and your husband should have access to your credit card statements. Yep. And, and they should always be able to know exactly what's happening. And, and well, maybe someone's listening and says, well, you know, my husband's has all of, all of access to all of that. And I still have a separate bank account. I'm telling you, it's the number one way that Satan can get you. And, and it's something, yeah, Christine, do you want to say something like that? Well, I was just going to say not only bank accounts, but I, I have access to pretty much everything that you have access to. Yep. Um, and that's including cell phones. Cell phone, yep. Emails. emails. Um, and it's not because I'm being controlling of my husband. It's because we have an open relationship and our communication. Not open relationship. Yeah, that means something different, <laughs> yeah, I think. Not that type of open relationship. Honest relationship. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's stick with that. Transparent, maybe. maybe Transparent. Tra- okay. So what I have, he has, and what he has, I have access to because of the way Satan likes to intervene and, you know, cause issues in relationships. And I think... As a woman, um, 
with a man who tells me anything and everything, I'm, I'm blessed by that. But then again, it's could be a cursing too, because then I have to rely on the fact that, okay, he's being honest here. He's going to be struggling in this situation, but as his wife and as his counterpart, Mm. that gives me the opportunity more so to pray for him in those weaknesses and, and in those areas. And if I had my own bank account, I could go be spending wherever I want it to be. And he'd never know. And, and that causes issues in relationships as well as the communication part of it because then I would be hiding things, not that I do, but I would be hiding things and he would never know. And unfortunately too, when people get married, they get married just to get married. And, it, and it's sad because it should be for lifelong till death do us part. There shouldn't be that well, I could get out of it if I need to because all my stuff is separated still. Wow, that's a wow. good point. Why did we wait <clears throat> 52 shows to put her on? Yeah, that's a really <laughs> good point. She's smart. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, and, and, and something that you said, um, you know, a GPS. So your wife and your husband should be able to track your movements So on your phone. So they should be able to see exactly where you're at. Um, you know, it's, it's, this whole thing is independence, uh, is not, and that should not be it. And if that is happening, then I promise you it's affecting your marriage. And I promise you that it's affecting your kids. Um, you know, another thing is if you're, um, arguing and you're complaining all the time, it's affecting your kids. If you're disagreeing in front of them, it's affecting your kids. Um, and not only affecting your marriage, but it all comes from that independence. You know, I'm never going to submit to him. I'm never going to submit to her. You know, she's just dumb and she always makes these mistakes and all that. Well, you need to take that up to the Lord. It's not your responsibility to change your wife or your husband. It's, it's God's responsibility. Your responsibility is to love them. Your responsibility is to serve them as Christ served the church. And so that kind of brings us into our next step. So we talked about the submission of the woman and and how that looks and the balance in that. And uh, they're equal partners. It's the submission, not saying that one's above the other. They just have different roles. Um, and the next part is, is talked about the guys. So it says in verse 19, for the husbands to love his wife, that word there is agape love, and that is a sacrificing, serving love that Christ shares the church. So um, it tells that the, the, the husbands love in their wife. So Bob, what is that? What are you saying? How do you love your wife? Yeah, I love that. How It just says it right there. We're supposed to love our wife like Christ loves the church. So that's a pretty high, pretty high bar right there, right? In Ephesians 5.18, it says, Husbands must love their wives as Christ loves the church. There it is again. I mean, just doesn't be, it's not, no, cannot be more clear than that. So I think we talked about a little bit of loving your wife. It's um, if a husband, if you're listening to this and you're married, I'll, I'll give a guarantee here. If you're if you're listening to this and, and you have a wife and maybe... Maybe she's, you know, complaining all the time. Maybe she's just really hard to live with. Um, there's a book out called Love Dare. Get that, and that will help that. But here's, here's what I guarantee. Just bite your tongue and love her. Bite your tongue and serve her. Bite your tongue and go out of your way to elevate her above yourself. Just do that consistently for days on end. I guarantee, guarantee your wife will be changed. I guarantee your relationship will get better. Guaranteed. 
it's 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 you trying to prove your point against her point that's causing the issue. If you would just serve her and love her as Christ loved the church, it's that 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 what it's saying there is that Christ sacrificed his whole life for the bride. He sacrificed everything for the good of the church. If you would just sacrifice your wants, your needs, your desires for your wife and submit it unto the Lord for what you're doing for so that he is glorified and that your wife is blessed, I guarantee your wife will be changed. Christine, could you speak to that? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's true because... When, <laughs> when your walk is solid with the Lord and um, you're tenderhearted and you're graceful and merciful towards me, then obviously that changes my demeanor and, and my response back to you. Um, it's also convicting too because <laughs> I have my moments when I want things my way and my uh, stubbornness gets in the way and you turn around and you just have that grace about you. It's like, oh, man. And isn't that what happens, though? It's both, it's, we're both selfish on both sides. So yep. it just amplifies. We go back and forth. And then the, the more you do it, the yep. more you don't want to give up. Now I, now I really want to win this. Right. You know. It kind and, of becomes And a nobody wins. That's the problem. <laughs> right. So what, if you do what Pete is saying, um, it kind of just it de-escalates the, uh, <laughs> the, the conflict and the right. situation. Yeah, right. it just does. And, it, and time and things will start settling back down. And eventually she'll start to see that, okay, he's loving me. He's not just trying to be right. But man, I know as guys, we want to be right. <laughs> well, there's, yes, that's the truth. And there's something that God put it on my heart and I'm still dealing with it. Every marriage has issues. So if you're listening to this, we, Christine and I have issues. We all do. Um, but I, what we're talking about here is definitely going to help you. And so j we're just talking about simple things, yep. submission, having balance and, and just loving and biting your tongue. There's, there's a situation where Christine has these quirks and there's certain things that she does. that just really drives me nuts. And when you're living with somebody and you're working with them and you know them really well, it goes both ways. This is not just one way or the other. I'm just talking how God's dealt with me. Um, it, what the God spoke to me very clearly and he told me, shut up, don't say anything. Don't respond back. Don't keep bringing it up. Don't keep reminding her of this issue. She already knows it. And um, it's so hard. Like you just said, Bob, it's so hard because you just want to make a point. Like I told you so. How many times do I have to share that with you? How many times? I mean, and she, Christine's heard me say that many times. And so the conviction of the Holy Spirit just in my life is that as a man of the household, I need to just love her and present her holy and blameless, as you read, Christine, before the Lord. My responsibility is to make sure that my kids, my family, is prepared so that when God comes, that they are they are walking faithfully with the Lord, that they are filled with God's joy, that they are that they are living a life that's pleasing to Him because of my sacrifice, because I I chose to to shut my mouth. I chose to surrender to God and trust that God was going to transform my wife. I'm just going to serve her and love her and, and, and bring up the things of the Spirit. I mean, guys, if you're listening to this and you're not praying with your wife, shame on you. Yes. Or even for your wife. Yeah, yep. shame on you. 
I mean, pray out loud with her. If you're not doing devotions together, shame on you. You need to do devotions and pray together and read together and study together, you know, and, and, and do those things because that is your sole responsibility is that you are, you are bringing them holy and blameless to Christ. Hmm. You know, a long time ago, um, we've, Christine and I have shifted this many, many, many years back, but our schedules were all messed up where Christine wasn't, I was reading every day faithfully and paying in time of the Lord, but Christine wasn't able to do that as much. And, and I said, well, you know what? That's not good. And so this verse came up, I sacrificed and says, you know what? We're adjusting our whole schedule. We're going to be doing devotions together. So I'm going to adjust to your schedule and we're going to spend time in the word together, praying together and, and make sure that every single day that you're getting in the word. And so we adjusted and we've now been doing that. How many years? I don't know, 10 years, 15 years. It's been a long time. Yeah. But that was the case because she wasn't reading her Bible every day. She wasn't doing that. So I made a point that I adjusted everything to make sure that she was in the word. And so guys, if you're listening to this, that is, that is huge. It is huge that your wife is, is doing the things that she needs to do. Yes. Um, back to first Peter three, verse seven. Uh, regarding husbands in the same way you husbands must give honor to your wives treat your wife with understanding as you live together she may be a weaker than you are but she is your equal partner in god's gift of life life excuse me treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered yeah so that's a big thing that him and i both learned because um and he confessed this to me quite a long time ago because of certain tiffs that we kept giving into repeatedly, um, the Lord spoke to him is that my my prayers as a man are being hindered because I'm not I'm not giving you to Christ like I should to. And that's when the whole I'm gonna start reading with you and studying the word with you began because that jumped out at him. Wow. he didn't want his prayers not to be answered so he obeyed the lord in that calling and i'm so blessed and honored and grateful that you had if if my wife is acting up it's my issue if my family is having chaos and problems it's my issue it's on you yeah i take it very personally and 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 if that is happening that means that my prayers are not being answered and that means i am choosing to serve myself instead of sacrificing for the greater good of my family and so I always look at it. So like if my kids are, I can tell when my kids are out of whack or things that are happening, I go out of my way to sacrifice, to pray for them or do whatever I have to do to make sure that they are elevated, that they are in a position uh, to bring God glory. Same with my wife. If you're listening, husbands, and same thing with your wives. I mean, if you're, if you're nagging your wife and you're doing your husband and you're doing things or whatever that's, that's causing issues in his life, you need to stop and just surrender to God and trust God to take care of your husband. Take it to your prayer closet. Christine has a testimony of that. She wrote down all my issues. She I had did. a list. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I can't handle him no more. He's all yours. Oh, Take my. it. You know what? I, something just convicted me. I'm reading uh, the, the second half of that verse, of verse 19. So the first half, Paul tells us to love our wives. And then the second half, he says, you know, only occasionally harass them, right? Yeah. No, it says never. Never treat them harshly. Yeah. I mean, we should never have an unkind word or, and usually to me, it's not, it's not a word. It'll be an attitude, right? It's just like, you know, whatever, or, you know, and, and I just, I cannot do that. You know, I'm feeling like the third wheel today in this, in this <laughs> podcast. I'm, I'm like 
how come Crystal's not sitting across the, the way? I need my beautiful wife here. Uh, I, I'm feeling empty without the, and un- incomplete without my wife here today. But so. the never treat them harshly goes both ways. And, and, and wives are very easy to ridicule their husbands. Why aren't you leading like so-and-so? Why aren't you doing this? They disrespect, they dishonor them. Why aren't you doing that? And that's harshly. That's, 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 as it says in Proverbs, that's a drip, a constant drip. Right. And it goes both ways. Husbands, you're 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 you know, I can't believe you're doing this. And they're just harsh in their tone. Listen, I fall short here. I this mm. is talking to me. Um, this is talking to Christine. You know, we're not we're not saying, hey, we're perfect. But you but we have to take ownership of this and recognize that if we have imbalance of our in our marriage there, this is the reason for it. You know, and take this to heart and, and change this. All right, let's just move on real quick to the, the children. 20 and 21? Yeah, go ahead and read that. Yeah, let me read that again. It says, Children, always obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not aggravate your children, or they will become discouraged. So as we said at the beginning, mm-hmm. I guess children are always, even if your parents are old, you're still to obey your parents. Yes. But is that's not talking like, my mom says, you have to, like, <laughs> I have to go fly out to see them. She's like, you have to come. I was like, do I have to obey her in that? <laughs> is that what it's talking about? What if I can't? Right. What is that saying? Maybe it's more of an honor. Okay. What I, is that saying? I don't what know. What do you think? Well, I think you, you still treat your, I mean, the, the, the role in the relationship may change. Um, you know, she's not going to, you know, Get dressed. You need to wear these clothes today. But there always needs to be um, a sense of honor, a sense of respect for your parents. Absolutely. Um, th- like I said, I think the the role changes when you move out and you create your own family. Uh, yeah, you're, she's not telling you to go do the dishes. Although you probably should still do the dishes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that changes. But you that you know what. what the first what is it? The first commandment with a with a promise, right? Is honor thy, thy mother and thy father, mm. and think what things will you will live a long life, or things will go well. I should probably know that better, but uh, yeah. So I don't think that ever changes. Yeah, it is. It's just honoring them. It's it's. I mean, let's face it. They lived longer than you, and they have a little bit more life experience than you, and they have a little bit more wisdom and knowledge in certain situations than you, and and it, that will never change. They're older. That's right. It is what it is. And so just honor them as is Christ. But um, going back to children, obey your parents. So children do not create problems. They reveal them. Parents that cannot discipline themselves cannot discipline their children. Wow. Let me say one more time. Children do not create problems. They reveal them. Parents that cannot discipline themselves cannot discipline their children. So that's saying that uh, your children reflect you is true. Uh, I mean, let's just <laughs> let's just be honest. I mean, how many times have our children have acted up or they do certain things and we look at each other and go like, uh. <laughs> or they say something, they use a phrase that uh, like, you've heard yourself and you're like, oh, that whoops. stings. <laughs> <laughs> I, and again, I'm going to talk to some of those parents out there that are, that have their kids are wayward or their, um, you know, their, their prodigals and they're falling away. Um, this is not saying that you didn't do your job. This is not saying that the the blame is on you and so forth. They're still going to make decisions. Um, but honestly, we have as parents, we need to take this very seriously. If there is not balance within the home, if there's not proper order, if there is a dysfunction, if you're complaining and arguing and bickering and moaning and you're always fighting, then it's going to reflect badly on your kids. 
your kids are going to see that there's that dysfunction, there's that imbalance. And ultimately it is going to be revealed in them. They are going to do what they've seen, what they've known their whole life. And um, there's no way around it. And um, so if there was something in your life where you were lacking in trusting in God, then you're going to see it in your kid's life where they're going to be lacking in trusting in God. If there's something in your life where you're complaining about the government and politics and all of this, they're going to lack respect and honor for government, politics, and all that. If they hear in your in your in your voice where you're complaining about the pastor, you're complaining about the leaders, you're complaining about the other people, they're going to be complaining about pastors and things and other people. It it just it is what it is. Children do not create problems, they reveal them. I can give you a true life example of this this week. I um I, I was talking to Crystal and I think Sammy was in the back seat, so we're drive we're driving somewhere. I don't know if it was to church or wherever we were going, but we were just talking about school and how Sammy's in fifth grade and she'll be going to middle school next year. And as a father, having my daughter going into middle school kind of terrifies me a little bit. You <laughs> it know, is be, terrifying. It's it is okay, good. So you guys have gone through this before. <laughs> Three and, times. And I said something, you know, I'm just talking to Crystal and I'm like, you know, maybe we should start looking at uh, you know, Christian schools or some private schools and stuff like that. And uh, literally yesterday, Crystal took Sammy to the doctor's appointment and the doctor said something to her about, Wow, you'll be going to middle school next year and she goes, Yeah, I'm kinda scared. And I'm like, oh, so Crystal tells me that story afterwards. And I'm like, oh, she heard, she was, she was always, they're always listening. Right. And so I'm like, man, I don't want to portray my fears under her. So I had to, you know, I had to have to talk with her and ask her what she was scared of and all that. And she didn't know. So even more so, I know she was just saying that because she heard me say it. So <laughs> man, just a real life example and just kind of humbling. I'm like, oh, I got to be so careful, but we're, so Here's how I see it. I mean, and something I'm trying to just be a, and I fail to, Pete, all the time. I want to be a, I want to be a better husband to Crystal, for the, for no other reason than that. I want Sammy to be able to see how a husband should treat his wife. Absolutely. And so that to me is kind of it's kind of humbling and it and a, and a monster responsibility. Crystal deserves to have the best husband possible, but Sammy also deserves to see what that's supposed to look like. And the only place she's going to get a good picture of that is from her own father. If I mess that up, man, that's that's not setting her up for success down the road. So that's a huge responsibility. I have had the gracious sideline experience watching Pete interact with our kids and each one in their own personality in their own situations the the struggles they've had um, communications they've had he has always been there to encourage to uplift to to take out um, he hasn't done that in a long time, but I encourage you dads, if you've got girls, take them out on yes. a date because they need to learn how to be respected by a man, That's right. how to be treated like a gentleman or by a gentleman. And likewise, women, take your sons out on dates so they can learn how to court a woman, so to Such speak. Such a great idea. Yeah, I mean, if so back to our statement. So if children always obey your parents, so mothers and fathers must be under authority in order for the children to be under authority. 
So if you want them to obey you, then you must be under the authority of Jesus. And, and there must be proper balance within. There must be the submission of the wife to the husband. The mu- husband must lead spiritually in proper order under the authority mm-hmm. of God. If mom and dad complain about government, like I said before, and have a rebellious heart, how do they expect their kids to obey? How do they expect them to be under authority if they're not all under authority of themselves? And boundaries. Boundaries are very important within that authority. If if you and I frivolously live, guess what the kids are going to be doing too? They're going to be doing the same thing. So as a household, we have our boundaries. You know, movies, there's a limit to certain kind of movies we watch in this house and, and they adhere to that as well. Um, we think they do. But, yeah. <laughs> we're not always around them, so... The Lord is watching. Yeah. Um, and I, I heard Barry say one time, he goes, you know, what we do just, I forgot exactly how you put it, but, you know, what we do just casually or just, you know, a little bit of, our kids will do. They pick up on Yeah, and they'll amplify it. They'll take it to the next level. Yep. So just, yeah, that that's good stuff. So uh, we're going to wrap this up, but parents need to listen to their kids, hear them. Don't just tell them, tell them, tell them. Kids have, trust me, they're very smart. I learn from my kids all the time. Um, They teach me things. Listen to them. Show them compassion. If they, you know, dads, be careful. Don't just say, suck it up, son, and get back in it. I mean, listen, show compassion. Um, hear what they're saying, hear their complaint, hear their argument. Um, allow your kids to speak into your life. I mean, I've asked my kids, what do you see wrong with our marriage? What do you see wrong with our relationship? How am I, how am I short as a dad? How could I do better? And it hurts because I think they're wrong when they share it with you, but, but you have to, (laughs) you have to listen to what they say and, and they're seeing it from a different perspective and you have to hear that and show compassion in that and then take it between the Lord and, and do that. But listen to them. Discouraged children are fair prey for Satan. Understand this. You don't want your, your, your kid to be discouraged. Um, when a child does not get enough encouragement at home, he will seek it elsewhere. And if you are, uh, your marriage is out of whack, it's discouraging your kids. If, if your kids are not seeing hope within the marriage or hope within your life and they don't feel life, they feel darkness, they're discouraged and there's no way about it. And it's going to give them fair prey for what's out there. Uh, they're going to join something. They're going to seek love. They're going to seek something somewhere else. And so, um, Anyway, so that's kind of the show today. I mean, we put it balanced. I mean, read Colossians 3, uh, through 18 through 21. Kind of go over that again. Listen to this again. We've given you some really good nuggets. Um, again, it's not the whole thing. We've just given you a sample. But there has to be balance within the marriage and the, and the place. If you want your, your children to be balanced, you need to be balanced. And you have to follow the proper order of what how God has established it. So um, if you're listening today and you have you want to give your life to the Lord, you have the opportunity now. You can just humble your heart and just say, you know what, God, I've messed this marriage thing up. And I hear that you're the way to get me better. And so, Lord, I, I, I want to ask for forgiveness of my sins now. I want to turn from doing things my way. I want to do things your way. And I ask, God, that you would come into my heart and my life, and I ask that you would just continually to heal me and heal my marriage and and uh, just uh, radically change my life in, in, uh, in Jesus' name. And if you're listening to this and your kids are falling away and you feel hopeless with them and you just... We don't don't know how to reach them and you feel like you've screwed up as a parent. Well, just know that 
uh, you haven't, and that God loves them, and that God is there with them. And so we 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 join with you in surrendering them over to God, and just pray that God would speak to their lives, and you continue to be the good parent and love them, and sacrifice and do what you can uh, to just show the light of Christ. But let me just pray for you, Lord. I just pray for. Uh, people that are listening and, and Lord, their, their hearts are pricked and they're just saying, Lord, my marriage isn't where it should be and it needs to be better. And God, you're the author and finisher of all of our lives and that you are the perfecter of our faith. And Lord, that you can touch each and every one of us right where we're at and transform us. And if our heart is broken and contrite before you, Lord, you will listen and, and, and allow us to enter into your presence. And I pray each person that's listening, each marriage, each kid, each prodigal son and daughter, each person that's hearing this, I pray, God, that you would touch their lives now, that you would pierce them, and Lord, that you allow them to come broken before you. Lord, heal them, heal their marriage, heal their broken hearts, heal their uh, the, the prodigal sons. Lord, bring them, restore them back into the fold. Lord, help them to find peace and, and, and joy in you. And God, I know that uh, uh, miracles happen every day, Lord, when people bend their knee to you. Lord, it, it just takes us to first bend our knee. It, first, it takes us to say, God, I'm sorry for the way that I've made it. Lord, your way is best. And Lord, I pray that whoever's listening to this, that they would do that now and surrender to you. Let you have your way. Lord, you are good. You are faithful. You are true. And so we surrender each person listening to, to you now, each marriage, each prodigal son, each mom and dad. We give them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bob? Wow. Well, Christine, thank you for joining us today. You have been a breath of fresh air on our 52nd podcast. This is awesome. Um, just, I just good time You're today, have to have guys. Her back on. Again, I felt like the third wheel, but it's okay. We had a we had a good time. As always, guys, make sure uh, on YouTube that you hit the subscribe button and then you click the little bell that alert you every time a new podcast is released. And uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure that uh, you subscribe so that you get notified notified right away and if you would take a picture of uh, of yourself watching the podcast or just make a comment on the Facebook or, or YouTube and uh, we'd love to hear from where you're coming from and where you're listening from and uh, it's just just kind of cool to see that stuff so we really appreciate you guys we uh, are so happy that you you listen to the show and I can't believe it's been a year Pete this is nuts it's it, crazy it is crazy so you guys have an amazing week of worship and uh, it's Thanksgiving time so let's start working on our thankful hearts as Amen. we come into the holiday season uh and starting with thanksgiving christmas new year's it's just a it's an amazing time of year i love this time of year pete you know why why there's pumpkin pie hey man i love that <laughs> i can't wait for next week's show we're gonna have pastor, i had to put food in there somewhere right we're gonna have pastor azim from africa so, oh, you're alone africa. Right. so we're gonna have him on next week i can't wait an amazing yeah yeah be exciting awesome right. guys see All you right. next week bye, bye. Be blessed. this has been the riot podcast if you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.